Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. I am joined by Stephen Purton, Scottish actor, uh, best known as Shellsuit Bob. That's it, Shellsuit Bob. That's it, hi, definitely man. How are you getting on? I'm alright mate, I just kind of <sighs> lazing about the house quite a lot, spending a lot of time with the family, but looking forward to getting back to a wee bit of normality. Honestly, we'll come on to this, but River City's off the it's, it's a strange time for everybody. <laughs> yeah, so when I said to uh, I'll give her a wee shout out, I said to my mate's mum Anne that you were coming mm-hmm. on, she's a big Rangers fan and a big fan of the podcast <laughs> as well, and she's like, you're joking me, you're joking me, ask him when River City's coming back. <laughs> well, I don't, we've not got a date exactly when we're back yet, but I think hopefully back filming at some point in August and then hopefully back on the screens, maybe... September, October time. Right. Touch wood. That's been a really strange time for you though, eh? Mate, it is. I mean, I'm not used to no working. I'm usually out the house quite a lot, just always on set or doing panto or doing something on stage or whatever. But to actually, a weird way, it's been good, if you know what I mean. Like, I've had some great times with my kids and my wife, times that we don't normally get together. You're constantly like clock watching, going out, having to be in the studio in about half an hour or something, so I'm need to go drop the veins off. But it's been quite chilled and just some good family time, but good. don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to getting back to normal. Aye, 100%. Aye, definitely. How did you get into acting? Because you grew up in the East End, didn't you? Aye, aye, uh, aye. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong, like, this is me being very, as if I'm judging people here or as if I'm putting everyone into the same category, mm. but I'd imagine for a young boy growing up in the East End, acting's probably the last thing in your mind when you're aye, it was, 10, 11, 12. Aye, definitely, mate. I mean, I went to, <clears throat> grew up in Toll Cross, then moved to Carntine and basically grew up in Carntine slash Ridley, so went to Smithycroft, but I'd never really done anything, and even at Smithycroft, we didn't have like a drama department or anything, so we didn't do stuff, I had a music department, but I was a young boy, I was just into football, I wasn't really, wasn't especially good at school or anything, so uh, one day they were filming, they were doing a movie, a Lynn Ramsey film called Ratcatcher, and we were all in school, but Lynn Ramsey's kind of well, she was back in the day. She was a bit more kind of Ken Loach-esque where mm-hmm. she didn't really cast actors as such. She wanted to get some real people in to do certain roles so she can run different schools in Glasgow. So I'd done a wee kind of screen test on that and then get asked to go in. And I was like, right, OK. So my mates are like, what do you mean? You're, what, what you going, what's a callback? What's this? What are you doing? And I'm like, well, they might see me again. Well, I don't know. So I went so in again. What you then, were you? Oh, God, I must have been... I would say 12, 13, right. 13, aye, 13, I'd say, right in, they says, right, we want you to play the part of James, and I'm like, right, but the part of James was like the main part, and I was like, right, I, they says, right, this is going to be quite a big, I'm like, right, Tommy Flanagan was in it, right. he was the da, Mandy Matthews, who was brilliant, she was in Tinseltown and stuff years ago, she doesn't act anymore, but she was amazing, I was like, right, brilliant, but then, at the 11th hour, they changed their mind. Like a <laughs> so they gave it to a boy called William Meade, and I was like, I was sitting there, all that I told everybody in school, I was like, I'm going to be in this movie, and that man, it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> so they phoned me and said, look, the casting director said, I change your heart, but obviously it's such short notice, because I think we're meant to start filming in like two weeks or something, so yeah. I'm sitting with my mum and dad, the producer's been out, but an agent's come out, blah, 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 talking about different things, I'm like, right, this is mental, I'm going to be, what they, Two bedroom house with my mum and my dad and Carntine going, what's going on here? So I told all my mates and all that. And it was a lesson I learned, never tell them about any part you get into you've got to part in this industry. But they phoned us and says, look, you've done so well in addition. It's quite unfair what we've done, basically. But we still want you to be involved. So 
I was there, I had to leave school for like a month and a half or something, I was there every single day on set, they gave us a tiny part in the film, mm -hmm. but nearly every day while William was going to get his makeup and all that done, I was his like, skivvy, I was on set doing the camera tests and really? stuff, but in a weird way, I picked up so much knowledge about how cameras work and how sound works or everything, so I just kind of soaked it all up and I was there every day and that was my proper first job, man. It was bizarre, but it was amazing. What was it like when you were telling your mates, oh, I've not got this? Oh, mate, it was the school had a, like, I think whatever year I was in at that point, I was first century, I don't know, but the school get invited along to, like, one of the premiers, they had so many different premiers, mm. so I'm like, ah, everybody, no, I mean, I, I, I'm still in it, that, but, mate, honestly, if you blink, you miss me, right? Mm. So I'm sitting there, and all my mates are like, he wasn't in that, and I was like, no, I was like, see that wee guy out and buying the bike, that was me, and see that wee shot of the boy's horn, that was my horn, man, I was like, that was me, but, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, it was, when I look back, it opened a few doors for me and it kind of opened my eyes because, again, I wouldn't say that's what started me off in acting, but it kind of gave me a wee inclination that maybe this is what I would want to do, but still, I think maybe about... When it came... I mean, that must have been first year or second year in school, but when it came to, like, I stayed on school to sixth year, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, do you know what I mean? Through Ratcatcher, I met a guy who ran a theatre group and I joined a theatre group called Toonspeak and we'd done different plays and stuff. It's where I met Ian Robertson, Ian Connell. They went to that theatre group right. as well. Rab Florence, we all got on great. They were a bit older than me, but I was always like looking up to them. Like, I look up to everybody basically, they <laughs> hate me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but them again, going to that, I wouldn't have went there if I had done rat cat. So it's yeah. just, it was a domino effect, then doing a few different things. But then, oh, mate, honestly, man, the same, the exact same thing happened after that. Because I'd done the uh, Toonspeak uh, theatre group. And then the exact same thing happened when I go went to day sweet sixteen. No, the exact same thing. It just I got out of the final two, right. and it was between me and Compton, me and Martin Compton, to get the part. And I was like, I've no got this man. I was like, I've no got it. And I'm like, no, I've got it. I've got it. Then I get the phone call and he says, No, you've no got it. It's we've got to go with Martin. But I got a part in that as well. And I was I had a. You were one of the muggles, is that aye, right? mate? But <laughs> mate, honestly, man, again, I was I was a sore one. I was a wee bit older then, uh, and I was kind of. I remember going to an audition and I remember thinking what it was like when I went done the bit in Rat Catch and I was just thinking, right, just go in here, just go in, I don't mind, don't. But then when you get the call back, you get another call back. Your hopes go up, I'd imagine. And then, aye, it's just, and I'd met, <clears throat> I'd seen Martin a few times through the process and then it got to the point where I said there was about sixes left, four years left. And then when I heard, right, this is a final call back, it's between you and another boy, I went, I know who it is, I went, I bet you it's that boy, man. Went in, there's Martin there. And me and Martin, I got on well with Martin, he's a cracking boy. But I remember thinking, right, it's between me and him, sitting, done the final audition, went home that night, sitting, right, phone call the next day, hi Stephen, how you doing, blah, 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 so, uh, we we're really Cut sorry. Hey, I was like, oh, I hadn't got it, man. I was like, but I, I, I still got a part in it, and again, that was probably, at that point, as opposed to that catch when I'd done that, I thought, right, what McKen Loach, he was great, man. He was just like, just very very calm, just let you, I don't know, like, using a kind of analogy with a football player, just getting not express yourself to, yeah, go on like yeah. that, to a guy that's got a free role, just go on day to day, just don't really worry about the script, don't really... And you was, mentioned that their Ken Watch has almost got a, you know, a great way of picking people out of, you oh, know, housing schemes aye, or, you know, out of schools and saying, man. you've got potential aye, of going, going express yourself. He does, that's what he's like, mate, he's like, he was so calming and just, it was, he was just, 
anything you kind of want, if you wanted to try something, know that I was walking on set on a Ken Loach set when I was 16, <laughs> want to try different things, I'm walking on like an every eyes, not even going right, just get the job done, but he was always quite um, when you just try this, do that, don't worry about, don't worry about what it says, and just try different things, so it was... He's quite hands-on then when he's doing something like that? He was, he was pretty, I was, he was there and he was always talking to you, giving you pointers, just, just I mean, I've worked with so many directors over the years and you, you get directors that are very, they're very technical, Sure. Or you get ones that are very, they're just all about the performance, do you know what I mean, like talkings. But he was kind of somewhere in between where you just knew he was, it was his set, he was in control, you know, he obviously he knows what he's doing, the guy's a genius, you know what I mean? But to work with him and to get a part in it, I remember thinking, that's all right, man. And then after that, I got a chance to go to River City and stuff, so it worked out all right, you know what I mean? But Compton went down line of duty, you know what I mean? What could have been? No, totally, mate. I mean, I can't even, honestly, like, but listen, that, don't get me wrong, Martin's got an amazing career classic, just now, he's fantastic, but you've done phenomenal mate, with yourself. I, can't, I cannot complain, man, but mate, yeah. honestly, I've been blessed, man, honestly, like, I wouldn't change what I've done for the world, like, I mean, acting and stuff, to be consistently working and, I mean, actors don't consistently work, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, to, I've basically, since I left school, that's all I've really done, do you know what I mean? So, I, I've been so blessed and it's the best... Nay business, like show business, mate, <laughs> do you know what I mean? See, when you're that age and you get told you've no quite got it, you've got another part, mm -hmm. does it dent your confidence going forward or do you think this I is think, an opportunity? Mate, it's like, I don't know, I've been, I mean, I've been to various auditions and it's weird, I think the older you get, it maybe does, but at that age, I'm a young boy, I'm just out of school, yep. you're a bit more fearless, do you know what I mean? You're kind of, you don't really think about it much. I mean, I was a bit... When they phoned us with Sweet 60, I was like, ah, oh, but man, but um, when you get the part, you're like, well, you just go in here, do the job, but you're a bit more fearless, I think, and you don't yeah. really think about things too much. I think when you get older, and, I don't know, you I just... Think when you get older, you probably question yourself. Oh, more, totally, mate. Yeah. Uh, you look at things differently, and maybe your confidence can go out a bit more when you get older, but when you're younger, as I say, man, I've just, you're fearless, and you just want to get a job and just get in and do it, do you know what I mean? What about the reaction to that Sweet 16 as well? It's oh, still to this day, it's one of my favourite films. That was that brilliant, man. It was brilliant. It was just, it was great, man. Because I remember when I was a wee boy, always watching train spotting and stuff, and gone, train spotting in small faces, and then yeah. to be involved in something, a Scottish movie that had quite an effect on folk like Sweet 16, it was amazing, man. What's, uh, what was your pal saying when you were at school? Did you ever get it tight? They said, oh, what are you going and do that? Ah, it was always, I mean, oh God, man, I remember. I mean, as I say, I was never great at school. It was just all about football, football, football. Uh, hanging about with my mates. Obviously, growing up in East End, you day what you day. Different things growing up. But, I don't know, my mates are always... I've had the same pals. Like I've got my mate Tam, Bert, Dell. Marcy, we grew up, we went to basically primary school together, secondary school, and we're still best mates. That's brilliant, We're like brothers, man, do you know what I mean? So, and have you got any brothers? I've got a wee brother, weirdly enough, I'm yeah. 37, my wee brother's 19. Right. <laughs> so uh, there's a big age gap. That's actually me, my wee sister's 16, aye, so I aye, aye, but my mates have always been quite, I mean, there's times of the years in River City where, I don't know, man, you get, you start getting people noticing you, and you could maybe fall into a trap of being, thinking, it's right, this is amazing, either. but my mates are like, and phew, there's nobody more like that than my wife, because me and my wife have been together 19 years, sure. so we've been together before River City, so she's the same, like, she'll just, she'll never get in. Aye, mate, aye, totally, for school, man, the same, primary school, secondary school, then, buddy, we go together in secondary school, and we've been together ever since, it's mate. It's funny that, because 
your character in River City is honestly <laughs> almost the polar opposite. Now. It's like, <laughs> how many engagements? Oh, a mate, wedding? Oh, he said he said more engagements and weddings and that for top dinners, mate. Honestly, <laughs> mental. That's hilarious. So when did you go into River City then? Because you were obviously, correct me if I'm wrong here, you're the only person left for the first series, you went in the second episode. So Aye, right? that's true, mate. I, uh, that was 2002. Aye, 2002, I think it was, 2003. Aye, so I was there for day one, mate. It was, again, quite... The similar process, I'd just done Sweet 16 and then get a phone call. So I was working... See, when you come out of a film like that, Stephen, sorry yeah. to jump in. Do you get a lot of people coming and saying, that boy was great, I want him for this? Is there a lot of offers on the table uh, for that? Or is it... No, for me, mate, because I went and worked on Cruise after it, man. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was in Cruise, but it was kind of... I got... My uncle was a manager on Cruise at the time, and me Harry was there at the same time as well, and I'd done Sweet 16, and then... I went to Langside College, so I thought I'd go and do like, a kind of course in acting and stuff. So I went there, done that. I went, when I went to college, I didn't really... Again, mate, I don't know what it was. I never really... I didn't feel like I belonged there. Sure. I didn't really fit in, do you know what I mean? So, I think that was to do with a working-class background. I or? think so, mate. Yeah. Aye, a lot of... I don't know. I think maybe in the arts, there's people It's more like a upper-class... Oh, there, aye, there is, definitely. Sure. Aye. I mean, when I went to college, there was a lot of boys that just... I mean, I got on with anybody. I got a lot of mates for different backgrounds and stuff, but at that point in my life, I think I must have been about, I don't know, 18, 17, 18, and I said, like, this isn't for me, mate. So I, see, I phoned my uncle, I says, look, so I used to work in cruise before I went to college. I says, can I get my job back? Hmm. So I went to college. I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll still go try and balance both, but in my head, I'm going, I'm going to patch this and just start yeah. working. She spent money as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... So I was working in cruise and then got a phone call for a casting director called Vicky, Vicky Beatty at the time and she's like, eh, there's a Scottish soap getting made. And I was like, right. And she's like, eh, I've got a part I want you to audition for. She's seen me doing a play that was in with Ian Robertson for Toonspeak. She's like, I want you to come and audition for this part. And I was like, right, what's the part? She went, shell suit, Bob. <laughs> I'm thinking, is this somebody taking the piss at me? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, shell suit, Bob. I was like, right, okay. I was like, right, well, when do you want to see me? It's like, okay, came in the morning, BBC, it was all BBC, Queen Margaret Drive, so I went in. There was about, oh, there must have been about, I don't know, about 50 folk there, man. It was so busy, okay. I went in. So like, right, because in. Not going on, you know, I, I was just, no, at this no. point, I was just like, I remember the first audition, I went there, I was in a right mood, man, because my boss at Cruise was raging. I had to fight to get the half day. Right. I was like, and he was moaning, like, Honestly, mate, it was giving me tights. Ah, we, what shells at Bob? But you might go for it. I was like, I was like, I've got this today and that. I'm like, mate, let's go. It's not half day. So I went, came back. I heard there's a big man coming back. People getting banned at everybody. There's the actor and all that coming back. It's like right, about a week had passed. Call back, usual goes back again, and then usual the same routine right down to final four, final two, and I'm like, right, here we go, man. I've got a chance for this again. So that right, does the final audition, comes back. And I think it was Real Madrid were playing in the Champions League final at Hamden and George Square was bouncing. I was working in the warehouse at Cruz at the time. Right. The warehouse is just just off Ingram Street, just right in the, the corner, aye, just so. in the corner, right. aye. And I got the phone call that day and they're like, right, you've got a part. Right. And I was like, right, magic. So I was like, and Cruz. Aye, I was like, right, because George Square was like, I'm a, it was mental right. that day. It's so a fan's or something, aye, I was like, right. brilliant, man. I was like, right, you've got a part, but it was only a three-month contract. Right. So I didn't know what to do. I was like, do I leave Cruz? Do I... I didn't know what to do. So, because when I went in, the first day I went in, the full cast is there, and every character is 
part of a family. So there was, always, there was like the Hendersons, the Marricks, the Donnickies, and then there's this shell suit Bob guy, and I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so again, I'm kind of, I don't know, get into, again, like, Gordon McCockle, he's an actor, he played Deke in River City. Yep. Me and him are total opposites. Yeah. Like just total opposites and I remember in the car on the way down we get we, oh, man, I don't know where we're going with this guy man we just don't go on were well, you no. diving down together? Like, I would get picked up right. so we were all young me, Gordon, Carrie, William who's in who played pinball in yep. Sweet 16 we were all going down together all the young team right and sure. me and Wally going alright but then me and Gordon I'm like oh, man, me and this guy I don't know how we go on we get there checks the dressing rooms we're sharing the dressing room together I'm like ah oh, right right because in Ended up best mates, end up round going round. But we get in and we're sitting around the table in the first six with the first three episodes. And I came in episode two or episode three, but in the initial scripts, I had no lines. Right. So I only came in because of amendments. Amendments to get oh, made really? to the script, I. So in the first three episodes, I had nothing to say. So we're all in this big table in the canteen. We're all introducing ourselves, and there was like cast number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I was cast number 28, right? So it's going around the table, and I'm just sitting there, ah, everybody's introducing themselves. Stand up, like Gordon's like, Gordon McCockle, I'm going to play Derek Henderson. How you doing, Laura? I'm, like, I'm Stephen Pudder, I'm going to play Shell Suit Bob. Boom, that was all I said the rest of the day. So I had no lines, I was just sitting there like that. I was like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm texting my boss, going, I don't know where to leave my job, man, I don't know. But then. What are you thinking? God, this is a waste of time. No, I was, I was thinking, it's obviously I'll be in it at some point, but I'm just thinking, how long am I going to win this for? You're, you're thinking, right, three month contract. I'm thinking, right, what are we on? September, I think it was August, September. I'm like, right, that'll get me through close to Christmas and back to cruise. I'm a bit of Christmas sales now. Mm-hmm. What I'm there, but. And is that because I didn't know if River City was going to be on for long? It was just, like a pilot? Or? It was just kind of, I think at, at the time, they were, I think, I, sp- I don't know if everybody was on three month contracts. I know I was anyway. Sure. But. My character could have easily just in and out, now and again, yeah. boom, right, then it's not working, right, just get rid of him, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've not been fun out yet, mate, do you know what I mean? So, 19, 18 years later, whatever, I was still there, mate, do you know what I mean? So, when aye. did you think this is, well, obviously, you were, took a few months to get into it or mm-hmm. so, but when did you think, I'm a staple in this, you know, now, without a doubt, I would say you're <sighs> Mr. River City? Mm. I don't, mate, I, even the new, like, obviously, because of the whole pandemic stuff and you're seeing all the old episodes, like, it's so weird, I don't even remember shooting half of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was sitting with my son the other night, he's only, he's five, and we're sitting, I'm showing him, like me wearing the old cap of trackies and all that, <laughs> and my daughter, she's nearly, she'll be eight next month, they're pissing themselves laughing, and I'm going, I can't believe that. It's still, it feels like yesterday that I started, but I'm looking at it going, God, I can't remember filming that. Do you know what I mean? So, I think it really, I really thought, right, I'm going to be in this for a while when, they started bringing in like, a mum for me. They brought in Sally Howitt to play my mum. They brought in Gus, who played my dad. Then they bring me in a sister, a brother. So you start thinking, right, mm-hmm. if you're part of a family and a show like that, you've always got a good chance of staying. Do you know what I mean? Aye. So it's, it's a weird one. I still can't believe I've been there that long. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and it's in itself. It's a Scottish staple. Right? <laughs> I know, mate, I know. Was there a time getting into it at the start where, like, obviously you'd done a couple of acting jobs. Was there mm-hmm. a lot of people that bit more acting experience and you were thinking, oh, that's the reason why they've got more lines or was oh, it just... Oh, mate, big time. Like, I just, just a lot of people have to hire out. Oh, no? mate, I just went in there and just kind of... Like, I still do it to this day, man. I just... Obviously, I've got so much more experience now. I know how things work. I'm a lot more comfortable. But in the days, I would just get in, keep your mouth shut, ears open, man, just try and learn as much as you can. Because obviously, going through something like Sweet 16, where you're on a film set and then doing stuff on stage and then getting into... River City. River City's like, 
on a movie you've got like four pages to shoot a day maybe yep. and you can just take your time and you can experiment differently but in River City we've got like 14, 15 pages a day to shoot Pardon me. and you've got two two teams working at the same time you've got a team in the studio and you've got a team in the back lot so I could be doing like three scenes in the back lot but the studio need me in like an hour's time so you need to rattle through things so initially when I went in and finally started doing some scenes in there I'm going man this is quick you're like you need to be on it you need to know your lines you need to hit your mark you need to know exactly what you're doing because the call sheet needs to get completed do you know what I mean it's funny you say that because I've spoke about this before with people and I feel Mm -hmm. that this might sound ridiculous, right? But you've got these Hollywood actors mm-hmm. that do maybe one movie, two movies a year, right. right? And then you've got people like yourself or Coronation Street EastEnders, Aye. these, you know, Aye. soaps that are on the telly all the time. Aye, and you guys are grafting and grafting and grafting. Aye, it's... Oh, mate, don't get me wrong. My dad's a grafter. I'm not a grafter, <laughs> right? My dad fits gas entry, you know what, right? <laughs> I sometimes used to go... Need my bang, you can use your <laughs> I used to go home sometimes go, I'm shot. My dad's like, don't use your shit. <laughs> right, right. But, like, it is, I mean, like... It's a, but you said it's long days. And it's long, long days, mate. You can be in there... Like, if it comes in cycles, like... Sometimes you can be, like, in Monday, Tuesday, over the rest of the week. Right. But then everybody gets a kick of the ball, basically. Like, you've got a storyline coming up, and if you've got a big storyline, mate, you can be in there. I leave the house sometimes. I'm up at half five, leave the house at, like, quarter past six, in there for seven, breakfast, makeup, costume, all that stuff, and on set for eight, and that can be good to, like, seven at night. Do you right. know what I mean? It's a, it can be long days, and then, obviously, like, myself and Scott Fletcher and Jordan Young, we've got young families, man, so you're kind of going home at night, seeing the kids they've gone to bed and then you need to start learning lines again if you're in the next day so it can be like a tough time man but mate it's it's a dream job though see you have a job that you do get paid for that you enjoy you're winning in life you know what I mean how how does it work then how how often do you film and how far ahead is it you film suppose just for folk that are into that kind of business what's it like behind the scenes it's it's weird because we sometimes shoot like Christmas episodes and like September or whatever, do you know what I mean? And right. we have like a Christmas dinner in the canteen in September, do you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So you're that far ahead. So we film February till May and then we shut down for the summer and then we film August to November. But like I said, you've got two teams working at the same time. So you're kind of, you're effectively shooting, what is it, like six episodes? Is it six episodes? Or sometimes six episodes, eight episodes over like two weeks. So it's a big turnover because you need to accommodate for the months when we're filming, so you yeah. need to film that much in advance, yeah. do you know what I mean? But it's great, like like I say, like, we sometimes sit and go, if you're on a film set now, you're like, this is so easy, because you're that used to working so much, do you know what I mean? Has there been any storylines that you've done and you thought, oh, I'm not sure about this one, why are they playing me in this role, or is there, do uh, so you just kind of jump into it and think, this is it, I'm enjoying it? No, I, I think... Because I, I feel that your character almost gets portrayed as, you know, unlucky in love, aye. and... Uh, Aye. Maybe a wee bit of a shagger or something like that. <laughs> oh, mate, that's... Honestly, man, that's what it's like. But it's... There's... Mate, I've been lucky, like... That's what I keep saying to people, like, that come in, like... And they ask me how to enjoy it. And I'm like, look, see, to be there, like, 18, 19 years and still get storylines, man. And still be involved and stuff. I love it. But, no, I've been lucky with storylines. I've had, like, domestic abuse storylines, like, quite hard-hitting stuff. But they cheating on my missus, getting caught, or every sort of thing you can imagine, mate, I've kind of been there and done it, do you know what I mean? But Do you feel that people on the streets sometimes see you as that character? Oh, mate, constantly, mate, I can't, <laughs> mate, I sometimes forget my name's Stephen, 
Do you know what I mean? Like people call me Bob all the time. Honestly, know? Yeah. Even Grado, when we do the podcast, still calls me Bob. Aye. Bob, Bob, Bob. He's never called me Steve in his life. That's you know what I mean? So, eh? Aye. So when people call me Steven, it's it's weird sometimes. But you hear these horror stories of folk that are in soaps and aye. you know maybe they've been a, a murderer or they've you know oh, had aye. a domestic abuse case. Aye, you know, and it's aye, like aye. people only see them as that aye. character. Well, big Alex Ferns that came into the mm-hmm. show. Uh, he's in River City for I think it was one series. He played Trevor in EastEnders, and yeah. he said. He had, because his character obviously in EastEnders was a right badge and always yeah. battling his missus and that. And he says it was, took him about two or three years to shake that. Like he was getting yeah, yeah. in pubs and stuff, he was getting kind of people wanting to go for him and that, because people, they believe eh? it and you're like, mate, it's not real, calm down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I can't say, I don't know, especially up here with River City, because I think it's the only real, well, it is the only soap they've got, it's the only kind of thing they've got and they just, they're so invested in it, mm-hmm. it's, it's mental. What, what do people say to you in the street? Have you ever had any? Oh, mate, I've, I've had it all, man. Really? I've had it all. I, uh, oh, Can you I've go had... in the night out and get a quiet drink or do you get pestered or something? I think, oh, mate, see, when I was younger, I would be, like we're talking about earlier on, where you're a bit more fearless. And Aye. I don't know, when I was younger, I'd be out all the time, sure. constantly, like, I don't know, like, burning a candle at Bayfair and doing too, like, sure. drinking too much. But you're young, you're earning money, you've got any responsibilities. Go anywhere. Especially if you're filming for a couple of months and you've got a few months off exactly, or so. Exactly, aye. But nowadays I'm a, bit, I'm a lot more wary where I go. You need, I don't know, I can't, I don't really go much anymore, but there is times you day, you go out and you're in certain places. Me and my mates, like I said, me and my mates have grew up together, they know if we're going to a certain place to go, we'll not go to a man. Like, it's not like I'm a Hollywood super, but it's just, you need to be more savvy. Like in Glasgow, man, yeah. you need to be more savvy. You can go to some places and it's a wee bit more. Rowdy and that, like I've had a couple of times where I've been out and people have wanted to start with, and you're like, you can't be bothered with that shit, yeah, do you know what I mean? Sense. But there's, I've been lucky. I've, I think my character's he's, oh, he's easy to like. He's yeah. not really a bad guy. He's not really got any side to him, really. So yeah. I've been lucky that way, but I've not really had the whole range of Celtic and get the odd, odd bit of banter about that. But it's all great. Have you got any experience being a mechanic then, or you? Mate, my brother-in-law's a mechanic. He's got a garage <laughs> and he absolutely pans me when he sees me on the other side. He's like, ah, you're not wearing the right footwear. You're not wearing gloves. You've had that wee feet put on your motor since two, in your garage since 2005. You're like, I'm like, mate, it's not to do with me. I don't know how motors me. I just know how to drive them. That's, that's it, man. Aye. What I wanted to ask you about, there was, obviously recently you've done the stage show for the Benny Lynch mm-hmm. show. And uh, maybe for those that are watching that haven't heard of Benny Lynch, aye. he's obviously Scotland's first world champion yeah. boxer batting. Is it the 30s, 1930s? 30s, mate, aye. He was, correct me again if I'm wrong, but he was, I think, became that in about early, t- mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And then aye. died in his early 30s. Died but the story in itself is fantastic. And oh, mate. You played the main character. It was brilliant, mate. It was, it, was a, it was an experience. It was just... I remember Simon Weir, who was involved with the project, mm. He asked me about it a few years. We were at an audition for some... Oh, I can't remember the name of the show. It was on BBC One. Another one of my field auditions, mate. I didn't get the part, man. <laughs> but we were there. And Simon says, wait, I'm doing this thing. I'm involved with this, the Benny Lynch story. And as soon as he said Benny Lynch, I'm like, aye. I was like, I'd be up for that totally. Let me see the script when it's ready. But I never heard anything for about a year and a half. And then him, Simon and David Carswell, who wrote it, they got in touch and said, right, we've got a script ready now. And I'm like... About time, mate. It's been a year and a half. I mean, let's see it, man. Let's see it. Aye, let's see it. So he showed us it. And did you know for the start, I'm going to be the main character here? Aye, this is when you play Benny Lynch, and right away I'm like, right, aye. That's class. Just, I'm totally into it, man. I'm just going, right, I hope the script is good. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we read the script, so that, right, what's happening when we're doing it, basically? And that, right, we want to kind of tour it. 
And for me to be doing River City for so long, you do have an itch you want to scratch, mate. You're going, I want to do something else. I want, know that I would ever leave River City. Just going, you want to challenge yourself. You want to do something different. And sure. for me, 18 year, 19 year in River City, just getting in every day, doing River City, then doing Panto. River City, Panto, I was going, right, this is something totally different. Mm-hmm. And try to just to break the mould a wee bit, going, right, I'm no shell suit Bob, I'm just an actor playing Benny yeah. Lynch. So, and I it was that's probably quite hard for people, you know, because I've seen totally, you mate. for 18 I, years being the same person. Oh, totally, mate, totally. But it was, it was brilliant, mate. I loved everybody. I loved the whole, because obviously I had to go on training for it. I had to. You did boxing training? Oh, mate, because I was on stage with my tap after my boxing. I was like, I need to. <laughs> I, need I had to, to watch endless videos of how Benny Lynch moved, how he was with his feet, how quickly he punched. It was, mate, I won't lie, about maybe for six months leading up to it, man, it was. It was dark times, man. Like, see, totally pushing yourself, going to. Except my Nicholas cousin, eh, Nicholas, I, our cousin's man, used to be involved in boxing. So he put us in touch with Billy Nelson, the trainer, used to train Ricky Burns. So I mean, by quite pal, anyway, after he was like, I come to the gym, we'll date and that. And he's slaughtering you, putting you through your faces. It was was like, oh, like full metal jacket, man. It was like (laughs) pure. I was like, I can't do this first week or so. I was like, I cannot do this, man. But. I just kept saying to myself, if you don't do it, man, that one night, you're on stage and you take a tap off, you look ridiculous, not I mean? So yeah. I was like, you just need to do it, but it was hard going. But again, that side of it, just challenging myself, giving myself a total different mindset, a goal, just to get my teeth right into something different, man. It was it was a great experience. It's really well received as well, eh? It was, it went well, mate. It sold well. We've done it down here, done it Motherwell. Motherwell, I don't know the place, man. Dunoon, Motherwell. Was there meant to be more shows this year, is there? We were, there was talk about it, mate. Because mm-hmm. we really, the only venues, we were the only place we didn't really get. You were all over, weren't you? <clears throat> Absolutely. All over, apart from Glasgow. Aye. Which is strange because that's like, where he's. He was born in the Gorbals, and like, like, we need to do one in Glasgow, but we didn't really, we wanted to do a tour first and then have a kind of, just a run in Glasgow on its own. Sure. Which we were maybe planning to do, but obviously, with everything that's happened with the pandemic stuff, we're not really sure. But, Maybe there's, still we have in the future. Or? There's still there's still something there, and I still think there's a there's a television thing there. There's a series, or there's a kind of there's a movie, there's a kind of Peaky Blinders esque kind of vibe to it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's for that kind of time, and there's just something there, and it's just it's a story that just absolutely amazes me. Like reading up on him and try to portray that character, and I mean, he wasn't a nice person either. Like, there was towards the end of his life, he was a horrible person. He was barting his misses and today stuff like that on stage. It, I don't mean it was, but it was just great for an actor because yep. you're going through every emotion. It's going through that hero is zero. It is, mate. It is. It's a rags to riches to rags again. You know what I mean? He's kind of the first half of the play. He's grown up in the gorbals, but again, like what so I, I suppose, grown up in the gorbals as well. His like, he was a championship boxer, but he was surrounded by a lot of dodgy oh, characters. You and say. like I said, man, like when we're doing it. When you read in it so much, in this day and age, there's so much onus and so much chat about mental health amongst men. Like, he must have suffered for that mm-hmm. so badly, but in the days, there's no help. For it's not a support networks that you've No, exactly, and for athletes especially, they've got football players, boxers, Formula One, everybody, they can, there's, there's somebody they can go to, they can talk about it, and... But in the days, you imagine like Ben Lynch walking into a pub in the Gorbo saying, I don't feel right in the head. It's not going to happen. Man up, tight, he lost his brother at a really young age. He lost his sister. I'm not making excuses for the guy. What he'd done towards the end of his life was bad. But okay. for an actor to play that part, it was, it was brilliant. 
brilliant. I loved it. And there's been a lot of talk recently about did they get a statue for him in the Gargoyles or was talk about there's it? There's the the thing that that's been going on for a long time. They've been they've been raising money for it for ages. I don't know where it's at the new again with everything else. I don't know if it's been kind of held up, but I think they've they more or less got the amount of money you need. I'd imagine it's harder to do. Uh, on stage rather than oh, screenplay because you can't make mistakes can you it's mate, it was not a, that you would not, not that you would mate uh, I said because we got we got Stephen Duffy directed it who was in Small Faces and stuff he's a friend of Ian Robertson's and stuff and he's done a lot of stuff on stage and I've known I used to I've done a lot of stuff on stage when I was younger like through my theatre group but that's a totally yeah. nothing compared to this so I was like that I said to the writer and stuff right let me get people that I want to get so I said to Stephen Duffy, I was like, look, when we're in the rehearsal room, I says, absolutely, go through me, keep yeah. me right, don't care what, if you're insulting me, if my performance is shite, tell, tell me, me, just tell me. So, just because me, me getting on stage, like, first couple of days in, on stage, because with Holly Jack involved in it as well, she played my so wife. River City as well, aye, aye, she played my wife in it. It's Holly Fairdry, is that She right? Fairdry me, oh, aye, yeah. aye, aye. But we went into <laughs> that rehearsal room, and Duffy kept saying to Stephen Duffy, director, just kept saying, mate, you're doing telly acting here. It's right. so, like, you can't do that. It's so, like, you need to... And what is the difference? The di- like, mate, we're that? doing a scene, like, there's a scene, for example, there was a scene where um, Benny's saying to Anne, that was his wife, played by Hall Jack, he's, he's wanting to get married and he's wanting to see her as the love of his life, blah, 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 but we were playing it all dead, doing and dead, intimate like that. And he's uh, like, mate, we're not dead. He's like, mate, he's going to fucking hear you. <laughs> right. So that's Terry acting. Stop doing the Terry acting. Like, right, cool. But mate, see it to shake that off, man. And actually like... That's 18 years, eh? Oh, mate, it's just, it's just, I don't know, you just go into a kind of, you, you feel the vibe in Tony I scene and you just, you play it the way you'd play it in a studio. But you're going, we, Barry, who's bought a ticket sitting up the back, is not going to hear you there, mm-hmm. mate. He's not going to see you. You need to make sure. So, yeah. mate, it was just learning a totally different craft. And it, yeah. Again, that aspect of it, I loved it, man. Brilliant. I loved it. I just embraced every every single bit of the word go. I was just I was invested in it. it was you feel good. a lot more nervous before, like when you're going on stage. Oh, was, big uh-huh. time, mate, big time. So I'm used to being on stage doing panto, but panto's panto. Yeah, people and, are there to laugh. Ah, at you, aye, 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 this aye, is more serious. Don't jump about in dresses. Not it's a half. <laughs> I mean, but actually going on a going on a stage where you're going right. This is an actual play. Plus, the fact you're playing such a Scottish icon and it's a true story. You're mm-hmm. like. I don't want to fuck this up, you know what I mean? I need to, I need to, I need to get everything. And I felt, I didn't come away from it, think, people might come away from it and go, he didn't, they didn't think I was great. They thought I was great. He thought I was great. He thought I was all right. But, but that's what it's all about. I'm not going to please everybody, but I know I can knock myself in the mirror and go, I gave it everything I could get and I enjoyed it, mate. Brilliant. You mentioned Grado there, it's a character. (laughs) Off, mate. How did you meet them? What was your first experience with Grado? (laughs) Oh, mate. God, all right. So he came out of River City, and if you ever come across Grado, he'll tell you he was in eight of the finest episodes of River City, right? That's what he says all the time, right? <laughs> he's no short of confidence, is he? No, mate, he's mad. But uh, I came into River City, and when I... It seems like you've got a great relationship. We have, mate. We're kind of chalk and cheese. We're a bit different, like, whereas he's a bit more laid back. I'll, mate, he's never early for anything. He's late for everything, right? But... And I, even in, when we go into River City and we're doing stuff in there, right, I'm quite, I like to think I'm a professional, mate, right? I'm quite OCD, I'm quite, right, let's get this done, I'm always thinking, right, let's get the scenes done, let's just do it, but I just come from experience for being in there, right, whereas Grado comes in, he's pure fucking blah, 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 the camera's turned over, we're ready to shoot, the board's on, 
we're standing there, and this is the first time I've met him, mate, right? Ugh, the AD's just about to shout action. He's like, what are you having for your dinner, mate? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I thought he was kidding, I'm like, he's looking at me, I'm like, what? He's no joking? He's no joking. I'm like, mate, the board's on, we're just about to shout action. Wait, wait. I'm looking about going, I'm waiting for somebody coming Am I being punked here or something? I'm like, what are you having for your dinner, Bob? And he calls me, mate, he still calls me Bob to this day, right? <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't know, I just couldn't stop laughing going, this guy's actually being serious, but he'll tell you yourself, we laugh about it, man. Then it just came out of the insane fight club thing, it was only yeah. a documentary thing, but mate, he's another man who's just, he's just learned, man, he's just yeah. come on, and I'm not patronising, I'm saying that, he has, because he went into TV, into Dane Panto, the first year he'd done Panto, he, he thought he was just there for a joy, he thought it was just a laugh, but yeah. again, in itself, Panto's a craft, you need to, you need to know what you're doing, it's high, Pressure, man. That's You're intense. there. Two shows, two a, day. shows a day, mate. Yeah. It's hard going, but Grado's just he'll he'll turn his head ten, man. He'll do it. Do you know what I mean? He's just by the guys, and I mean you, you can say this. You know, he's he's a character on the that's a laugh or so. Aye. But it, it, I mean, the, the roles that he's got itself and the aye. things that he does shows you that he can do it. Mate, he can do it, aye. Right? And he's he's a good. He's no daft. He makes out he's daft, but he's no daft. <laughs> aye, you know what I mean, aye. but we just got on great, mate. But. <coughs> he's one of the guys he's the bane of my life for a week two weeks because we did the podcast and see so try to get a hold of him man Nightmare. oh mate he's absolute but he's a brilliant guy and I, I, I love what I mean he's, he's just good fun man where did the podcast idea come from then you've for him that's not seen it obviously Stephen's got his own podcast well it was aye, it was it was Grado and Ewan that done it they two had done it to begin with Ewan Cameron and Grado but then Ewan had to take a step back for it for family reasons and stuff so me and Grado obviously do panel together every year sure. So we're doing the panel and the producer says, look, I want the podcast to keep going. Who would you like to date with you? And he's like, I want Bob to do it. And I'm like, right. Steven, it's no, Bob. it's Bob. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, mate, what are you talking about? He's like, no, I want. He's like, hold on, hold on. So that's why Grado operates. He's like, no, I've got the producer's and noise speaker. Right there, there, tell him. I was like, mate, I don't know, but what do you want me to do? He's like, no, we'll date together. And I'm like, I don't know, man, like... Two Rangers men doing a podcast. It's a bit. No, yeah, I mean, works. it works now. So we got wee toe involved as well. Yeah. And he's a sick man. He's hilarious. He's funny, mate. He's funny. So that's where it kind of came for me. And we just we done it. And first couple was good. And I think it's it's getting there, mate. Well, it's not something I'm used to doing podcasts. And but I'm kind of enjoying it. But it's weird with this whole set like lockdown because we were always in the studio together. Yeah. And I feel like meeting. You know, it's harder to have a conversation with somebody when you're not in the same room. Aye, isn't it? totally, uh, mate, totally. I, I kind of, I don't know. Being in the studio, I just feel the dynamics better. Conversation flows better. Aye, that's what but I've sitting, well. it's like on Zoom. It's like I'm going to talk, Gabe's going to talk, and it's. Are you talking over it's each other? It's hard mate. Aye. But it's just the way things are. But I'm enjoying it, mate. It's good Who's fun. been your favourite guest? You've had some crackers, especially <clears> you know, being a Rangers fan. You've aye, Andy Gorham, Barry Ferguson, aye. Bob Malcolm. Fergie, probably, mate. I'd say, aye, aye definitely. He was brilliant, man. Uh, He's been great. I'm trying to think who else is brilliant. Do you know who was absolutely dynamite on Coil? Really? Oh, mate, he was... He was... He's got a great story as well. He's... Mate, we could have just... We could have done, like, part one, part two, part three of his story, man. Like, yeah. growing up in the gobbles, all that stuff. It was, it, it was great, and he was just such a nice guy. Because I played football with him at a few charity matches, and he's just such a gentleman, and he's so genuine. And you go, I could listen to this guy talking all day. What about these charity matches then? You must have been playing with your heroes as well. Oh, mate, they're great. They're <laughs> brilliant. They're great. Just great days out, man. It's like, especially when we had at Ibrooks, that was, that was like a career high, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was like me and Jordan Young going to that. It was just brilliant. And then we got asked to do it, and I was like, right, wow, man. 
when you see who's playing or the Rangers person, but like, right, okay. If you playing against Celtic? <coughs> no, it was yeah. a Rangers select against another Rangers oh, select guy, so it was, it was mad. We go there, me and Jordan turned up, total rabbit and he'd likes me, turned up, walking in the front door, we've got the suits on and all that, acting like we actually play for Rangers, <laughs> like, brilliant man, walk in. As soon as we walk in, Michael Moses sitting there, talking to him, he's like, all right, how you doing? He's like, you playing? Like, aye, 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 aye. So, Takes you upstairs, you get the pre-match meal done, and then everybody's there, mate. It That's was amazing. like, ah, oh, it was, it was great. Cause it, my son and daughter were there as well, and they were really young at the time. But just daft things like that, mate. It was just it was a. Who else was playing? Oh God, Barry Ferguson was there. <clears throat> uh, Richard Goff, Mark Haley, Aaron McCoyst, Amoruso. You must be quite the player to keep oh. up with them. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I had a howl that day, Did mate. You know? I couldn't do anything right because I was just, my legs were like jelly, man. But Is the standard good? I still go it, man. Pedro Mendes was, mate, off. Oh, he was in a dressing room, he was getting changed, man. You're like, how do you still look like that? Like, he's like an, an Adonis, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but no, it was, it's one of the days, mate. Even the ones we do, we do an Airdrie quite a lot. Every year we do one in Airdrie, it's. We think McCoy's and Neil Lennon were playing one. We were playing two years ago. Soonest was a manager. And they were reporting it on Sky Sports News and all that. That was it's great, amazing, mate. Right? Aye. So I think it's, it's really interesting as well because you, there's this perception in Glasgow that you know, the Ranger-Celtic rivalry is... And it is, you know, it's known all over mm. the world, but mm. you're saying there that you see McCoy and Lennon, for example, <clears throat> on the touchline, head-to-head, and then um, behind closed doors, they're away playing football together, you know, and it's... Ah, mate. It's that's the way. I mean, who was it we had on our podcast recently? And they were talking about it. Frank McAvaney. And you're like, wait, I love Celtic. He says McCoyst loves Rangers. He says, but every time we played football, if we were playing against each other that night, we'd all be going out, we'd yeah. all go out and we'd meet each other. And we'd, I mean, that's the way it should be. Like, there's nothing wrong with a rivalry, but seeing it takes a dark. I mean, it goes down that horrible religion route. I just. It's amazing though, you know, that these people are. Rivals on the pitch with best pals. Ah, exactly, man. I mean, I grew up in East End, mate. I grew up in you know, that far from Park Kid, and it's like I've witnessed so much sectarianism, bigoted stuff. And my dad was really bad with it. He was, my dad was, he was like really invested in all that. And I can't, I think that's how I'm no really mm-hmm. that way in it because I seen what it was like. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really. A lot of it's a generational thing as well, isn't it? <clears> I, I think the more I, that we move forward, but. Ah, you need to, man. It's 2020. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. People still talk about it and they still. That doesn't matter if you're, a, if you're a Catholic, you support Celtic, eh, Rangers, or vice versa, Protestant sport. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. You're a Protestant, you need to be Rangers. And then wherever you come from, you're. I, I mean, my mum's a Catholic. Yeah. Half my family are Catholics. Mm-hmm. I was brought up. My mum brought me up. She's a Catholic. My dad's a Protestant. It's like. It doesn't matter. Just your football team's your football team, and that's it. Exactly. What's been the career highlights for Stephen Furden then? <laughs> Other than playing at Ivy. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <clears throat> Mate, I would say I started River City when I was 19, I'm still there. So River City's just, it's my career highlight. It's it's gave me everything I've got the new. Do you know what I mean? It's gave me a good life. It's been good to me. It's got to be River City. Do you know, you, you mentioned it earlier, was the, the Townspeak thing as well, Townspeak. Mm, and it seems to me that there's a collection of, you know, Scottish actors and directors and writers that are, all come from a very working class background mm-hmm. that have done aye. really well and you all kind of stick together. And I think for me, it's brilliant to see. Totally, mate. I mean, like Ian Robertson, he, he oh God, when I was growing up and, and he was in Townspeak, I used to put idolise when I see him in small faces. Like, man, and he's for Govan, Ian Connell's the same. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with 
growing up in a different I think I don't know, I think there's just something special about a working class background and people from like places I've grew up in Calentine, Toll Cross, Cran Hill, it's, it's I'm always all for the East End of I've grew up there, but people just it's it's tagged with a bad image, and I know there is a lot of violence and crime and stuff in East End, but it's got so many good people. Do you know what I mean? It's and there's so much potential. To oh, there. mate, there is, and I you feel see, that this tin speaks specifically, but also other initiatives. Ah, so many is, out there. Ah, there is, man. There so is. Well ah, there is definitely. I mean, I I don't know, man. I just there's something about. I mean, I moved to Steps. I stay in Steps now. But, I see you moving up in the world. Eh? I but I, I'm, <laughs> me and my wife moved there, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I still. When I go to drive somewhere, I like to drive down the way, go through the East End where I stayed. Do you know what I mean? Because I just, it's home. I still love it, man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Still, everything about it, still home to me. But what's the future hold then? Where, says River City will be back on soon, but what else have you? Uh, up I think people? we'll talk about the Benny Lynch thing. There might be something again with that. Might come up uh, and just, I don't know, mate, just River City and just maybe. Some more additions that I don't get. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, Graham Armstrong on here. If anybody's no checked out his book, it's called The Young Team. It's brilliant. And nee, that's what I want. I want to be involved in that, man. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I've said I've spoken to him about it millions of times, and I know other people that are interested in it as well. So we'll see. Listen, mate. I'm hoping to see you on that. I would love to be on that, mate. I would. I've said that to Graham numerous times, man. And then it's watching, it's involved, man. Give us a shout. Oh, listen, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure. No, cheers for having me, mate. Cheers. Thank you for your time. No, cheers, mate. Thank you. Top man. Cheers. Thanks to everyone that's watched this episode of the DW podcast. Uh, if you've not done so already, please like and subscribe. Uh, thanks to Stephen for your time, uh, and thanks for watching and listening. Cheers. <laughs>